Well, welcome, Pathway family. It's great to be back in this new year. We had a great time uh, celebrating the new year over at the Carter House. We ate a lot, of course. We played a few board games and just enjoyed just being with each other. And one of the things that gave this new year kind of an exciting start was actually just this trash hauling project that Josh and I worked on together. And what we did is we borrowed a trailer from Pastor Elliot and we went to a house that my wife Chris was working on and we loaded up some construction trash. And as we were headed to the dump, I went over a set of railroad tracks. And when I did, all of a sudden that trailer bounced up and came unhooked from the truck. And the only thing that was holding it was the safety chains. And that, that trailer, I mean, it started kind of careening back and forth. And I, I really didn't know what was going to happen for a few moments. But I thought for sure that all kinds of damage was going to be done to my wife's truck when I slowed down and it rammed into the back of us. <laughs> But then there was a little bit of comical relief when I went out and started kind of diverting the traffic around Josh and I in the street, and then I, I assigned Josh to be able to jack up the trailer once again and get everything put back together. But in the end, by the grace of God, not much damage was done and nobody got hurt. Now, I tell you that story not just to shame myself, but actually to underline that the reason that that happened was because I wasn't being careful. I mean, I wasn't being careful to make sure that I locked down the trailer hitch when I hooked up the trailer. And because I wasn't being careful, I nearly did all kinds of damage to the truck, to the trailer, and really potentially to other people. And to me, there's an area of our lives that we have a tendency to do the same kind of thing. And it does all kinds of damage as well does all kinds of damage to as well. And that's the area of our lives in terms of what we put into our souls. You see, your soul is the most important part about you. I mean, it's what makes you you. I mean, it's, it's the wellspring of life. And it doesn't matter what you do for a living or how much money that you make or what kind of cool adventures you get to go on. If your soul is ill, your life is sick. And that's why Jesus came, to save our souls, to heal our souls, and to ultimately be able to bring joy and purpose into every area of our lives. But unfortunately, we tend not to be very careful with our souls. I mean, we tend to allow toxic things into our souls that make us sick and that can ultimately kill us. So as we enter into this new year, I know that there are many of you that are like me that are, that are very concerned about your diets, and we've been making special plans about what we're going to put into our bodies, yet we haven't stopped and been careful to think about what we're putting inside of our souls, the things that might be harming us, things that might be making us spiritually sick and drawing us away from our relationship with God. You see, there is an evil one in this world. His name is Satan. And his mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's not going to come along with some kind of like a horns and pitchfork so that you know that he's there. But instead, his strategy is going to be able to slowly, slowly, slowly 
seep poison into your soul through whatever means that he can. So really the purpose of the series that we're launching today is really to identify those toxins, those poisons that are killing our souls and cleanse ourselves from them. Because God's plan for you and I is not to steal, kill, and destroy. But God's plan is to be able to give us a life and to be able to give us a life abundantly. And so today specifically what I want to talk about is I want to talk about toxic relationships. You see, your soul is created in the image of God and therefore it is relational in nature. And relationships can either bless you or they can create unbelievable pain and suffering in your life. Relationships can either inspire you, encourage you, and lift you up, or they can tear you down and discourage you and bring out the worst in you. So how do you know the difference? How do you know which relationships lift you up and which relationships pull you down? Which relationships help you spiritually and which relationships are toxic actually to your soul? Now when I was a sophomore in high school, I used to run around with a group of friends in my pink 1977 Ford Thunderbird. I mean, that thing was a chick magnet. Just kidding. <laughs> when I was a sophomore in high school, I used to run, run around with a group of friends I played football with, and, and, and every weekend I'd go out with that group of guys, and we ended up, you know, a lot of times in a parking lot on the west side of Wichita with a bunch of other people drinking beer. And it was a cool crowd. I mean, it's where they, all the athletes and all the good-looking girls hung out. And I didn't drink any at first. But slowly, but surely, as I continued to go out with them week after week, with those friends, I found myself cracking a few beer cans. And slowly but surely, I found myself talking like my friends, thinking like my friends, and falling into the same kind of sinful patterns that they were in as well. And even though I was a Christ follower at that point in my life, the reality was, I was very young in my faith, and I wasn't wise enough to see how they were pulling me down rather than me lifting them up. I wasn't being careful to see how that all my proximity with those people was actually creating toxicity in my own soul. Now, if you look up the definition for toxic, it says anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. And if you haven't thought about it this way, people contain something very poisonous. The Bible calls it what? Sin. Sin is capable of causing sickness or even spiritual death. Every human being has the same issue in their soul. Some people are aware of it, and they're allowing Jesus to try to detox their souls and other people are unaware of it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul talks about this phenomena. He says there, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And the reason the Apostle Paul says this is because it's so easy. It's so easy to be misled. When we think hanging out with a particular person, not that, big of a be, that kind of big of a deal, they're really not dangerous. But the scripture says, no, no, no. Don't be misled. Because we have a tendency to not see 
We have a tendency not to see how other people are pulling us down. They're being toxic to our soul rather than us lifting them up. So the key then, once again, is to evaluate whether a relationship is good for your soul or if it's actually being toxic to your soul. Another verse, 2 Timothy chapter 2, that Paul really shows how damaging, how damaging toxic relationships can be in your life. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 16 says, avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. This verse is saying, don't get around all the time that godless chatter. Don't get around all that sinful talk all the time because those who end up indulging in it will become what? In the end, you get sucked in and you become more and more ungodly. And let me say that, that actually the context of this verse has to do with other Christ followers. Sometimes there are other Christ followers who are very toxic to your soul. They, they are Christ followers in the end who've been unwilling to recognize and own their own sinful problems. And, and, and they don't deal with them. So what? They, they become toxic. They become toxic to be around. Listen to what Paul then says next. He says their teaching will spread like gangrene. I did a little bit of research this week on gangrene. I've got to tell you, it's a nasty disease. It, you know, it just can start out in a, with a small infection, but blood or life stops flowing to a part of the body, then that part of the body will literally die. And just to give you a sense of how bad this disease really is, I want to show you a picture of it. You know, close your eyes if you don't want to see something disgusting, all right? You know, I used to be a student pastor, so I loved kind of doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I want you to see this. This is a picture of what gangrene looks like. I mean, it's awful. Look how this disease is beginning, is killing this body. It's killing this body slowly but surely. And that, my friends, is what wrong relationships can do to someone that is otherwise healthy. They're toxic. They're poisonous. Those relationships in the end, slowly but surely, will do all kinds of damage. So we've got to learn to discern what kind of relationships that we have in our life that lift us up, and that we've got lots of those in our life, and what kind of relationships are pulling us down. Well, let me point out for you three different types of toxic relationships that you really need to watch out for. They're probably actually more than that, but in my opinion, uh, these would be the most common. And the first type of toxic person that you need to watch out for is the chronically negative. These are the people that whenever that you are with them, they drag you down. I mean, they are judgmental, they, they are critical, they like to gossip about other people a lot, they like to complain, and really nothing is ever really good enough for them. These would be a little bit like the people of the nation of Israel. Uh, back in the Old Testament. Remember back in the Old Testament, God miraculously parts the Red Sea. Then he delivers the people of God out of Egypt. But then the first thing they do is they start to whine and complain about the food. <laughs> See? They were chronically negative. How many of you know someone that's chronically negative? Don't point at them right now. Don't point at them. Just look straight here at me. <laughs> Nod your head. And if you don't know anybody that's chronically negative, it's you. <laughs> that's what it is. It's you. Okay? But we need to watch out for those kind of people. 
We need to watch out for them. Now, the second type of toxic person that you need to watch out for is what I would call controllers. Controllers are overbearing. They're demanding. They're manipulative. Might even be abusive. Key thing is that they tend to use fear. Tend to use fear to intimidate people. You see, a toxic soul only trusts itself. It, it, it doesn't trust that Jesus is in control, therefore toxic people try to all the time control the outcome. So these people are experts at using fear, manipulation to get what they want. What they think the desired outcome should be. You might have a toxic person in your life right now if you always feel guilty around them. Or you feel like you kind of have to walk on eggshells around them. Or you feel like you have to do something, and if you don't do something, they're going to be mad about it. See, those are signals. Those are symptomatic signals that you have a controlling person in your life. So do any of you know somebody who's a controller? Raise your hand. I know the person next to you maybe who's a controller is like, well, I can't raise my hand because they're controlling me. I know they'll be mad. <laughs> but it's a signal. It's a signal that you might have a controlling person in your life. Third type of person that, that's toxic that you need to watch out for is what I would call the tempter. The tempters. The tempters are always seeking to get others to join them in their sinful endeavors. They, they use other people to make themselves better, feel better about whatever rebellious behavior that they're involved in. I mean, this could be your boyfriend that's always kind of tempting you sexually, trying to push you to do something that you don't want to do. Or it could be a friend who tempts you not with some kind of sinful vice, but rather it's a friend who tempts you to be more materialistic. I mean, every time you're with this person, they're constantly enticing you to enjoy. I mean, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy more and more materialistic kinds of things. You see? They're, they're a tempter. So one way or another, whether a person's negative, whether they're a controller, or they're tempting you, what's happening, though, is they're, they're leading you slowly away from God's absolute best. They're drawing you into a lifestyle that's spiritually hurtful or, or could harm you ultimately forever. Now, honestly, though, this kind of presents, uh, this truth kind of presents a challenge, I think, kind of in following Jesus particularly as we've talked a lot about walking alongside other people and helping them grow in their faith. I mean, as, as you and I are trying to be the community of faith that God wants us to, to be able to be living out the Great Commission in terms of reaching this world. So kind of in light of this truth, let me say something, first of all, to those of you who are more mature in your faith. Maybe you've been walking with Jesus for a number of years. By and large, let me say directly to you, You've been way too safe. I mean, you've taken this truth uh, about, you know, being careful, and, and you, boy, I mean, if there's, you know, if there's a line over here, man, you're like so far. I mean, you're, you've isolated yourself. You've isolated yourself from anybody who doesn't follow Jesus at all. I mean, you hardly even have any relationships with people. I mean, you're, it's like you're so afraid. You're, it's all about self-preservation. And so you need to be working harder to intentionally put yourself in some places with some people who are not Christ followers so that you can lift them up. You see, that's your purpose here on this world, to be lifting people up. You need to be asking the question uh, of yourself, who am I pulling up? 
Who am I walking alongside? That's a mission that God has given me in this world. Who am I helping grow in their faith and get connected to Jesus and, and become his fully devoted follower? So I really want to encourage you. If you're here, you're a more mature follower of Christ, known Christ for a number of years. I want to encourage you, man, you need to get out there and you need to get to close to some people that you can be lifting up because that's your mission. He's made you strong so that you can go out and be able to lift people up. That's what he wants you to do. However, at the same time, there's another group of you. You might be a little bit younger in life, or maybe you're a little bit younger in your faith. And the, and the question that you need to be asking is, how do I seek out and love people who need to be brought to Jesus, at the same time detox my own life of sin? Well, the key is to stay spiritually healthy yourself. Because if you're not spiritually healthy yourself, then you can't help those people around you. It's kind of like uh, going out and flying on an airplane, you know, being on a, a commercial flight. You know, and right before that you take off, they come over the intercom and they say, well, if the cabin pressure uh, drops, there's going to be an oxygen mask that comes down from the ceiling in front of you. And before assisting the person next to you, you need to make sure and secure your own mask first. And to me... When I first heard that, it sounded kind of like a little bit selfish. I mean, why would you do that? Well, the reason is because if you can't breathe, you can't help anyone else. You're not going to be able to help those around you if you're not strong and healthy yourself. How do you do that then? How do you do that spiritually? What can we do to keep ourselves strong and healthy spiritually and at the same time manage toxic relationships around us? Well, the first thing I think we can do to cleanse ourselves from toxic relationships is to create boundaries. Create boundaries. So the purpose of a boundary is to be able to keep you healthy while interacting with the world around you. You see, good boundaries allow you to love everyone while being vaccinated from the toxicity of sin around you at the same time. You see, a boundary keeps the bad out and it keeps the good in. And it's not that specific people are bad or dangerous, but there may be a part of them that may be very dangerous to you specifically. Therefore, you want to create some healthy boundaries, distance a little bit, to keep the bad part out. I know some of you are saying, well, that kind of feels like you don't like them or that you don't love them. Doesn't doesn't seem like it fits with Jesus. But I want you to understand that this is actually very Christ-like. It's actually a very loving thing to do. I mean, think about Jesus. Jesus loved everyone, but at the same time, he didn't treat everyone equally. Uh, think, think about the way that Jesus handled the Pharisees. The, the Pharisees were kind of the hypocrites of the day. He had boundaries with them, though. And, and, and he said, I'm going to not tell you everything. I'm going to keep you a little bit at arm's length. He had boundaries with the Pharisees. He had boundaries as well with the people that were closest to him. I mean, think about Peter. Peter was probably one of Jesus' closest followers. But Jesus put a boundary on Peter whenever Peter tried to derail him from doing what God wanted him to do. One time, uh, Jesus said, I'm going to give my life, I'm going to die for all of you, but in the end it's going to be a very good thing. But Peter said, I'm not going to let you do that. There's no way that I'm going to let that happen to you. And so Jesus, what's he do? He puts up a firm boundary with Peter. 
And he says in Matthew chapter 16, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. In other words, Jesus is saying to Peter, even though you don't mean it, the spiritual enemy is working through you to try for you to, to, to derail me from the plan that God has for me. And I'm not going to let you trip me up. You see what Jesus was doing at that moment in time, he was making a boundary. So what's that then look like in terms of how that we live that out today? How do we live out some of these healthy boundaries? Well, maybe today for you, maybe you've struggled with drinking alcohol. And there's a group of people that you used to drink with all the time, but now you're clean and sober. But those friends, they reach out to you and they want to go out and they want to have a few beers with them. And so maybe what you do in those moments, you say, hey, I really care for you guys. These are my, you guys are my friends. But I can't go out and party with you. That's just not what I'm going to do. You, just, you have to draw a line. You just have to say it. Or it could be for you married people. There's an old boyfriend or a girlfriend who reaches out to you on social media. They say, well, it's great to see you. Hope you're doing well. We get together sometime for lunch. Now, you can be polite. But you can just say, hey, it's great to hear from you too. But that's not going to work out. And if they kind of keep pushing on you and say, well, I'm married, and that wouldn't be right. Now, I say that because I've seen all kinds of marriages fail because people don't have good, healthy boundaries, and they put themselves in situations where toxic relationships are easily spawned. But it's about, in the end, creating healthy spiritual boundaries. Now, it's important not only to be able to create a healthy spiritual boundary, but it's also important to be able to give yourself permission to protect yourself in certain situations because there may be times where you need to cut off toxic relationships. It's kind of like what Joseph did in the Old Testament when Potiphar's wife kept making sexual advances toward him. Joseph was trying to be faithful. He was trying to protect his relationship with God. Genesis chapter 39, it says, Potiphar's wife caught Joseph by the cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and he ran out of the house. You see, Joseph cut off the relationship. He could tell it was going to be dangerous. He could tell it was going to be toxic. Ultimately, especially in his relationship with God, not only that, but in his relationship with his master. And maybe for you, you've got a business partner and they're wanting you to do something unethical or legal in order to make money. And you say no. You say no to them. But they keep on insisting you to do something. And at that point, you're probably getting close to cutting off that relationship. You're, you're going to have to either buy them out or, or they're going to have to buy you out. But it's about making that boundary and saying, I'm not going to compromise my values. Let's just go our separate ways. We can still be friends and we can still be nice to each other, but we don't necessarily have to be business partners anymore. But you've got to create boundaries and cut off relationships that in the end are toxic, that are taking you away from your relationship with God. So the overall reason you make boundaries is to cut off toxic, toxic relationships so that you can be more like Jesus and ultimately be able to accomplish his mission in this world. You see? You, you know, even Jesus, he set a boundary 
to be away from people uh, when he spent 40 days and 40 nights with God so that he would be ready for his public ministry. He wanted to be so full of God's strength so that he went, when he went out into a toxic world, he could help those who were hurting so that he could open the eyes of the blind, so that he could heal uh, the deaf, and that he could love the unlovable. You see, creating boundaries and cutting off toxic relationships is not about self-preservation. We've gotten that all screwed up a lot of times in terms of following Jesus. We think it's all about getting in our little huddle and, boy, I hope that Satan just doesn't jump on me and take me away. No, it is about, in the end, putting your own mask on first so that you can go out and give his love to everyone that he leads you to. That's why we need to do it. It's not about self-preservation all the time, protecting. No, it's so that you can be healthy yourself and that you can go out and accomplish his mission in this world. That's what it's all about. You know, it reminds me of a friend of mine who came to me after he'd been federally indicted for drug trafficking, facing up 16 years in prison. He knew he had to create a lot of boundaries and cut off most of his relationships from the past if he was going to be able to follow Jesus and stay out of trouble. He said it was really awkward at first. He said it was really awkward at first, you know, going from slinging drugs every day to showing up at some middle-class person's house, sitting in a circle doing a Bible study. <laughs> he said that was shocking. But he said... The community of Christ followers here at Pathway changed his life. And he's never been in trouble again, and it's just totally changed him. And now he's using his life not to sell drugs, but instead to lift up other people and help people who are on drugs to be able to get clean and sober. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about. But it would have never happened if he wouldn't have created some healthy spiritual boundaries, especially at first, so he could become all God wanted him to be. And I know for some of you today, you need to do the same thing. You need to do a careful, careful evaluation of your relationships. Careful evaluation of relationships, particularly those that you sense they're, they're pulling you away from God in some way. They're pulling you away from God. A careful evaluation so that you can cleanse your soul, so you can stop all that negative input that's going into your soul, and so that you can experience the abundant life that God has for you as you cut off those toxins and you go, and you go out then and you ultimately accomplish the mission that he has for you in this world because you've got your mask on. You're safe. You, you've, you've been filled up. Now, for others of you, I know the first step that you need to take is to allow Jesus in the one that can ultimately cleanse your soul. The one that can save your soul from the sickness that you feel and be able to give you the abundant life that your soul longs for. So as we begin to close today, I just want us to go to God together. I want us to go to God together and talk about that. So I want to ask everyone right now, just wherever you're watching right now, to be able to close your eyes, to be able to bow your heads with me, and I just want to go and, and talk to God right now. Oh, Father in heaven, just come before you right now with my friends, my brothers and sisters. We thank you so much for your word. 
near how your word is a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to our dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. And God, I pray and I just thank you right now for your Holy Spirit. And I pray that your Holy Spirit in these moments would bring to mind any relationships that we have in our life, followers of Jesus, non-followers of Jesus that have become toxic in some way. They're not leading us towards you. They're leading us away from you. They're pulling us down. God, I just pray that you just help us identify those people right now. And as we're praying right now, I know God's bringing to mind for many of you a person maybe who's always negative or dragging you down. There's spiritual toxin in your soul because of all the negativism. Or a person who's controlling and creates fear in your life all the time. Or, or, or a person who's tempting you, leading you astray. And in the end, you know you need to set up some boundaries. You need to set up some boundaries, or it may have even gone beyond that. You need to probably, in a few situations, redefine those relationships. And for those of you today who would say, man, there's someone in my life that I, I know the Holy Spirit's brought that person's name to mind in some way that I need to be able to create some boundaries with or maybe even redefine the relationship, I want you to raise up your hands right now. Raise up your hands right now and say, no, I've, I know I've got somebody in my life I need to create some boundaries with. I know I've got some people in my life that aren't lifting me up, but instead they're actually pulling me down. Some of them are Christ followers, some of them are non-Christ followers, but you've got people in your life you need to create some boundaries with. Let me pray. Let me pray for us right now. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for us. Oh, Father in heaven, I just thank you so much, God, that you're here. And God, I pray that you just give us wisdom, you give us insight to be able to identify as you have by your Holy Spirit, and to be able to have conversations or to take steps of action to create boundaries, Lord, that we might be able to, to distance ourselves so the toxins of sometimes other people and our relationships with them wouldn't flow into our hearts and our souls and be poisoning us and ultimately for us not to be able to accomplish all the mission that you have for us in this world and really the abundant life that you have for us. So God, give us courage, give us wisdom, be able to create those boundaries and maybe even redefine a few relationships with those people that you brought to mind. Now I know there's others of you today as we pray that you're here and you found yourself in a very difficult place. You've been hurt by toxic people. Or maybe as we've been talking, you've realized you've been a lot more toxic yourself than Maybe you thought. And I want to say to you today, Jesus can easily bring healing to whatever toxic place that you may find yourself in. Because he's the great physician. He's our healer. And so today, if you want to experience healing, if you want to experience the abundant life really that your soul longs for, man, I just want to invite you right now to be able to make Jesus, to invite Jesus to be able to be the leader, the Savior of your life. So don't miss these moments here at the front of the year 
that where they can change the whole trajectory of your life to be able to make Jesus Christ the leader and the Savior of your life. Man, I just want to invite you. I want to invite you right now. Don't miss the opportunity. Pray this prayer with me. Oh, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, that I'm toxic. But thank you, Jesus, that you're the great physician. You're the healer who brings healing to my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross to bring about that healing. And now use my life, Jesus, to go and share your love and that healing with other people. Now, with everybody's head still bowed right now, I still close. If you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer right now, may Jesus Christ, the leader, the Savior of your life, you ask him in to be your healer, Ask him in to be able to be the great physician in your life. Man, I just want you to raise your hand real high. Raise your hand real high right now. If you want to say to God, I became a part of your family today. Raise up your hand real high. Praise the Lord. I see that hand. Praise the Lord. Raise up your hand real high. Say to God, God, I became a part of your family today. I became a part of your family. Praise God. Praise God for those hands today. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Oh, Father in heaven, I just thank you so much today for my friends, my brothers and sisters who became part of your family, God. Thank you so much for just your goodness, the power of your Holy Spirit and what you're just doing right now in their own souls, Lord, to bring about your healing, to bring about your life. God, we just pray that you just would uh, go before them, Lord, and just use them to be able to lift up other people in the days ahead. God, we just love you. We just thank you. And we pray all these things right now in Jesus' name.